Welcome to episode 89 of the Missing Pillar of Health podcast. I'm your host, Emma Roman. If you are tuning in for the first time, a very warm welcome to you. Today, I'm going to walk you through some of the things that I think are important to know if you're considering cloth diapering or maybe you've already decided you are going to. I want to help reduce some of the bumps along the way. Now, this isn't going to be preachy. You must cloth diaper if you want to have a green lifestyle. That's not my, that's not my style. I just want to share how you could decide if cloth diapering is for you, what you should know before you get started, and how you can make cloth diapering a long-term success. Welcome to the Missing Pillar of Health podcast, the show that tackles the often misunderstood and underestimated topics related to toxins and their impact on our health and well-being. I'm your host, environmental engineer, mom of two, and founder of Green at Home, Emma Roman. My mission is to help you reduce toxins in your life without fear, judgment, or shame, so you can be more informed and empowered to take action on issues that matter to your health. The research is clear that toxic chemicals found in the products we use, food we eat, water we drink, and air we breathe are contributing to the rise of chronic illness, allergies, infertility, autoimmune disease, and more. The good news is you can reduce your exposure without having to drastically change your lifestyle, and I'm here to show you how. As Margaret Mead said, never doubt that a small group of thoughtful, committed citizens can change the world. I believe addressing toxins is a critical step towards creating healthier and happier families, communities, and ultimately a better planet. And that starts right here, right now. Let's dive into today's show. Now, I decided pretty early on and without really much consideration that I would cloth diaper my kids. I started my journey as a bit of a mild environmentalist, I would say. I wasn't just focused on toxics in the beginning. And so environmentally, it just made sense to me not to be throwing away hundreds of diapers. And instead of looking for all the information online, I went to one store, got a hands-on tour of the various options, and went all in with the combination of products that suited our needs. For me, that process worked. I would like to caution that the internet has all the information that you could ever need, but it's not going to help you make a decision. That will be on you. And so it can be really daunting. So before you go Googling and thinking that there's some magic bullet solution that everybody loves and that you can't miss out on, know that there is no 100% guaranteed best way to cloth diaper. And like so many things in life, at some point, you just have to get started. So before you drive yourself crazy, trying to figure out exactly the perfect option for you, sure, collect information, but also know that you just need to take action. Okay. And in order to do that, it's important to seriously think about why you want a cloth diaper. Because while it does not have to be super complicated or hard, I don't think anybody can pretend it's less effort than buying disposables in bulk and tossing them in the trash with each change. As I said, for me, it was an easy decision to make environmentally. 
that was a priority for me in my life in general and the waste of disposable diapers and my personal focus to lower my environmental footprint was enough for me to commit doing it. But if you're not driven intrinsically by environmental benefits, there are other reasons why cloth diapering might be for you. Disposable diapers will likely cost between $600 and $1,000 per year, give or take. I didn't do the math on this myself. I looked on Google and took the average. So you can probably do the math depending on where you buy your diapers. The first year is going to be the most expensive because younger babies poop a lot. So as they get older, you'll be using less diapers throughout the day. So the early years will be most expensive. Ten years ago, I spent $900 on a full cloth diaper setup that lasted my two kids with some additional purchases along the way, but nothing close to another several hundred dollars. And I'll talk more about what my kit included later on, but I wanted to mention that price point for reference. And I didn't, you can also do things to reduce the cost of diapering, like elimination communication, I think it is, and all these different things. I didn't do that. I'm sure there's other sources that you can go to if you would like to explore a totally waste-free option. But that is, you know, one thing that you could look at as well. One of the first decisions that you will need to make is how much you want to spend and what type of diaper you would like. And these two factors typically go hand in hand because you will pay for convenience. And like everything that I teach in low-tox living and implementing a green lifestyle, I think it's really important to recognize your lifestyle, your limitations, and your boundaries. And so while you may think you want to go into it and buy the cheapest, if you think about the time that you're going to want to spend on it and realize that you're just going to set yourself up for failure, then you're going to be buying, sure, cheap diapers. But if you quit after a couple months and go back to disposables, you've now invested in these cloth diapers as at pretty much a loss. So I think it's really important to acknowledge what you are actually willing to do in your day-to-day. So the lowest cost diapers are typically pre-folds, they're called. We used a brand Bummies pre-fold for the very early months because they are small and cheaper to stock up on and because newborns go through diapers really quickly, that seemed to make sense to us. They're essentially a piece of layered cotton cloth sewn with three sections that you can fold the sides over a thicker middle section that is more absorbent. I actually still use these as rags because they are so good at absorbing things. And so you put these prefolds in a waterproof diaper cover that is velcroed or snapped over top. A similar approach are called pocket diapers, which are a disposable diaper-like waterproof shell with a soft lining on the inside, and there's a pocket between the shell and the inner lining to insert an absorbent layer. You can use a prefold or pocket diaper inserts. Fitted diapers are pretty much cloth versions of disposable diapers in two pieces. They don't need folding or stuffing, and they kind of balance quick diaper changes with a little bit more cost efficiency compared to all-in-ones, which I'll talk about next. So there are two pieces. One is the diaper-shaped inside uh, absorption layer, and the outside is similar diaper-shaped waterproof cover. And so 
because I knew that having an extra step of stuffing diapers for prefolds or pockets would drive me bananas, I decided that the fitted diapers were the best bet for us. We went with the brand Mother Ease, which were incredibly durable, easy to use, and they had really versatile options for various ages and stages. And they were made in my home province, which was a nice added bonus for me. All-in-ones are the closest to disposable diapers, as there's no separate inner layer and cover. They're just all one piece. They are definitely the most convenient, and because of this, typically the most expensive. I did have a handful of these, and I used them for park visits and quick and easy changes on day trips, for example. I did find the performance less consistent than the two-part diapers that we used on daily use, but they can be a, a good option, and there are lots of different options out there. Now, just like conventional diapers, there is no one-size-fits-all when it comes to cloth diapers. So when we chose to go all in and buy the whole kit in one shot, sure, there was a risk that it wouldn't work for us. But because we opted for fitted diapers and the type that we went with were so versatile, they had different snap settings that grew as baby grew, then we felt confident that we would be able to use them for a long time. And we did. If you're going with all-in-ones, I maybe wouldn't suggest going that buy it all in one shot route and test a few different brands first to see how they work for you. It is worth pointing out too that you can get different fabrics that offer different absorbencies and feel. So polyester will help create a barrier between the wetness and baby skin. We used ones with a polyester layer for overnight, particularly as our nighttime feeding sessions weren't as frequent and I wasn't changing diapers throughout the night. We added these to our arsenal to help cut back on diaper rash when we weren't changing diapers overnight. We also added reusable fleece liners as extra protection. We did have some diaper rash issues with one of my babies. I think it was just a sensitive skin issue. And yes, these are plastic-based fabrics, but I think they are still better than all the plastic going in the trash with disposables. And if you're concerned about microplastics going into the water, you could look at getting a washing machine filter to remove them. Okay, so once you have your cloth diapers... How do you go about using them? Before you use them on your baby, give them a good wash as you would normal clothes without fabric softener. And if you've been following me for a while, you'll know that I suggest that you wash all your clothes, everything without fabric softener or dryer sheets as well. So this should just be business as usual, regardless of whether you're washing diapers or clothes. If you have been using fabric softener or dryer sheets for quite some time, I would recommend doing a couple really good tub cleans on your washing machine. The chemicals used in these products can coat the fabric and with cloth diapers, they reduce absorbency. And if you've been using them for a while, then they can build up in your washing machine and still transfer onto the diapers, even if you're not using them in those loads. So I do suggest a good clean. I have a front load washing machine and it has a tub clean function. So take a look and see what your washer is able to do. All right. When you're ready to use them and you've got your first diaper change, 
it might seem a little bit daunting. And there are a thousand and one different instructions on the internet. And I'm sure that everything that everybody shares works for them. And I know that you will find something that works for you. I promise. All you need to do is start. There will be some trial and error, but honestly, changing a squirmy baby with disposable diapers takes trial and error too. So that is not unique to cloth. So here's what we did when we were using cloth diapers. If the diaper was just wet, I would put it in the dry bag, give the cover a wipe down to be reused. If it had already been reused a couple times and it was starting to get a bit stinky, then I would pop it in the dry bag as well. If it was a poopy diaper, I would put the diaper aside while cleaning up baby and then either use cloth wipes and water or in the early days, especially when their poops were stickier, I used a water Castile soap mix on the, I had reusable cotton wipes to clean them up. Then I'd put the baby somewhere safe and I would take the dirty diaper into the bathroom. I typically would just shake the diaper into the toilet. We did have a scraper at one point for more sticky diapers. As they started getting older and more squirmy, I started using some disposable liners that could be removed. I found it also helped with some of the irritation and it was a lot easier for the poop to be shaken off and then putting that liner into the garbage. Just like disposable wipes, you should never put anything down the toilet, even if it's marketed as flushable, other than toilet paper. You can get attachments for your toilet to rinse diapers as well. I never did that. A lot of people think they're really handy, so you can look at something like that as well. Then I would take the diaper, which now has as much of the stuff cleaned off of it as possible, and popped it in the dry bag along with the cover if it was also dirty. And the bags that we used, they were Bummy's brand. Sorry, they're called wet bags, not dry bags. And they're essentially a big zippered bag lined with a polyurethane plastic to keep the wetness and the stank inside. It did a pretty decent job. It might not have been as sealed as a diaper genie. I haven't used those, but I remember using them when I was younger and babysitting and diaper genie still kind of stank. So I didn't have a problem with the wet bag stinking up baby's room. And they would be in there for two, maybe three days, depending on how many diaper changes you're doing and how many diapers you have. And then it was laundry time. And despite what a lot of online sources say, I use natural laundry soap quite successfully. This is actually, I call it the gateway drug to how I started using DIY cleaners. A friend of mine gave me some homemade laundry soap and I decided, all right, well, if I'm going to use homemade, it has to work. And so I'm going to test it on my cloth diapers. And sure enough, it worked just fine. And so that is what I used. It worked totally fine for me. So I would turn the wet bag inside out to empty what was inside of it, so the diapers and any covers into the washing machine. And I just tossed the wet bag inside out with the diapers as well. Some say that that's not recommended because it can take up space and make the diapers not get as clean. So you can test out different options that work for you, but that's what I did. And then the key for me to help with the residual odor, especially the ammonia smell from urine, 
was to add white vinegar in the fabric softener dispenser. Now, this was easy for me to do because I have never used fabric softener. I don't suggest mixing substances. So again, if you have been using things in the fabric soft, like fabric softener in the dispenser, make sure you give it a good rinse out first before adding vinegar. So about half a cup, one cup or so, depending. And I found that it really made a difference between the natural soap working and not working. And again, if you have been using fabric softener or dryer sheets, that can also be a problem if you are finding that the diapers are not keeping their absorbency very well. So then I would do a pre-wash with either cold or warm water, depending on what your machine lets you set. And then I would do my main wash with hot water. Then I would use my homemade laundry soap or I like the brand Ecomax. I use the unscented and use about a quarter to half of the normal amount of laundry soap that you would use because just like fabric softener and dryer sheets, too much soap can build up and reduce absorbency. So if you're having trouble with your cloth diaper performance, maybe try reducing the amount of soap that you're using. I also ran it with an extra rinse cycle, again, to get that soap residual off. And then I used a high spin cycle to reduce the drying time. Now, if you've got the two-piece system like I had that with a diaper cover separate from the inside, I did find that the diaper covers and wet bag wore down more quickly over time because of the dryer than the cotton diaper inserts themselves. So if you can hang dry those, they will last longer. The heat affects the plastic waterproof layers in them. Truthfully, I got pretty lazy when it came to cleaning and laundry, so they did go in a fair bit. I kind of alternated depending on how I was feeling on that day if I had hung them to dry or put them in the dryer, but you'll get more mileage out of them the less you put them in the dryer. Other than the big wet bags, we also had a handful of small wet bags that we took with us for on the go. So I used cloth diapers while going to parks or the zoo or visiting friends' houses or whatnot. And this exact same process. And then I just put them in the small wet bags to take home with me. Now, I mentioned some of the cloth diaper troubleshooting in that kind of overview of how I washed my diapers. One of the things that I think people get hung up on is that the diapers look dirty. And this is inevitable. Poop is messy. And infant poop is a special kind that stains a lot. And so it doesn't necessarily mean the diaper isn't clean if it comes out stained out of the wash. So this isn't something that I would stress too much about. But if you want to remove the stains, then hanging them in direct sunlight can do wonders. So, you know, I live in Canada. Hanging stuff out in the winter wouldn't do very much because it would just freeze. And so we went the winter months with no access to sun drying. And I did find that the staining got pretty bad. But in the spring, I would hang them out in the sun and the stains almost disappeared. And then I would hang them out in the summer as much as possible. And it made a huge difference. 
And if the diapers leak, I gave some tips already with respect to washing and the products you're using. You can also look at how the covers are being fastened. Not all diapers will fit all babies. So especially if you've invested in some all-in-ones, it might take a little bit of trial and error to find the brand that fits your baby's body the best. And this is going to be the same as disposables. So if you're feeling frustrated because you can't find a cloth diaper that works for you, know that people get equally frustrated not being able to find disposable diapers that don't end up with blowouts, for example. It happens. So this is not a cloth diaper only problem. So don't discount cloth diapers just because you are having trouble finding one that works. Diaper rash can be another one because cloth diapers don't pull the moisture away from baby's skin as much. Some say that this can be beneficial for potty training because your kiddo can feel that they are wet and feel it more directly than with disposable diapers where it sucks all that moisture away from their skin. They don't feel it as much. So some say that there are benefits for potty training to using cloth because it it allows them to recognize when they have gone more quickly. But some may also be more prone to diaper rash because of this. So I found that it was really important to allow for some diaper-free time. When my babies were little, I had a bunch of those blue pads that we got from the hospital initially. And then I think we got them from a diaper supply store and they're disposable, but I would just keep reusing them. And then if they peed while they were playing around on it, then I would throw it away. But it, I think I also used some towels when I got a bit more brave but they can be a good way to let them have some diaper-free time when they're really little and so you don't ruin the floor or whatever. And of course, you could let them lie outside on a receiving blanket or something that you don't mind if it gets peed on. You can just put it in the laundry, but that can really help. You might need to change more regularly if you're finding that they're wetting themselves and sitting in it for too long. That can be a trigger for diaper rash. Using a barrier cream can also really help, but you need to make sure before you put that cream on, after you've used, if you're using wet wipes, make sure the skin is dried fully before you put the barrier cream on. Otherwise, it will just trap moisture against the skin and that can be irritating, keeping the skin wet. So I used Badger, had a really nice diaper balm. There are lots of brands of diaper cream. That's the word I'm looking for. Depending on where you are and what you're looking for. And in my product resources, I have more recommendations on brands and how to read labels and all of that. You can find that on my website, greenathome.ca forward slash learn. You may also need to look at the wipes that you're using or switch to just cloth and water for a little bit in case there are some ingredients in wipes that are particularly irritating. And you can listen to episode 21 for tips on choosing wipes. If the rash is really bad and not going away, then you might want to check with your doctor just to make sure that there isn't anything else going on. There could be a yeast overgrowth, for example. So if you're worried or concerned or it's getting really bad, then you can always get it checked out. And, you know, if you need to switch to disposable diapers for a little bit until things settle down, do that, right? There's no, you know, 
you don't have to be 100% all in all the time cloth diapers. I always had disposable diapers on hand in case I didn't get to the laundry in time or I was, you know, if I got sick, had a cold or something and just couldn't muster the energy to do it. So for me, it was definitely a combo. We cloth diapered probably 95% of the time, but I did have and we used disposables when we were dealing with some pretty bad diaper rashes. If the rash persists, you can also talk to a naturopathic doctor because there could be something else going on. Don't hesitate to reach out for help if you think that there are more significant issues and switching diapers and all of the things that I suggested in this episode aren't helping. A lot of people really like Fluff Love University. If you are looking for more online resources, it has a ton of information. It can be really overwhelming, but I will say that a lot of people have found it quite helpful in troubleshooting and problem solving. The information that I gave in this episode directly contradicts a lot of the advice that they give. So take mine, take theirs, doesn't matter. I'm just sharing what worked for me. You can also ask in the green product forum for recommendations. And there are lots of cloth diapering groups on Facebook that you can check out as well. So there is certainly no shortage of support. But again, I caution thinking that you need to keep searching for the best recommendations before you start. I would much rather you collect the information that you need to make a confident decision Know that you will never have all of the information at your fingertips because there's just so much out there. So if you have a cloth diapering store near you that you can go into and talk to somebody that carries a variety of different brands, I had a great experience using that approach for me personally. Consider your lifestyle as I talked about off the top and then just start and you will tweak things along the way. You will find your groove, I promise. And I hope that by the tips and sharing my experience with cloth diapering, you feel more confident to take the leap as well. That's it for today's episode. I will be back in your ears next week with an episode on non-toxic pest control. Until then, have a great one. I do hope you enjoyed today's show. If you'd like to continue the conversation, I'd love to connect with you over in my free Facebook group. It's a great place to get feedback from over 4,000 super supportive members and where I share bonus trainings and content to help make your healthy home journey easier. Just type green product forum in the search bar in Facebook or head into the show notes where you'll find all the places you can find me online. Until next time, have a great day.